we're back here with another episode, episode 10 of the Elijah Taylor podcast. This time we're out here in Washington Heights. We got a special guest hailing from Chesapeake, Virginia. Is it Chesapeake, right? Chesapeake. All the way from Virginia. Former teammate, coach at Western Branch High School, soon to be head, soon to be assistant coach at a new school. We'll talk about that later. Have my boy, Cameron Sipsick. Welcome to the squad. Welcome to the <laughs> to the table. How you doing? Good, good. Glad to be here. Thanks for coming out. Cam's actually out here. At, um, brought his team up for um, New Balance Nationals for uh, track and field. So they're at the Army Track and Field Center up in Washington Heights. Uh, check it up. I think you could probably stream it online possibly. Check it up. These kids are pretty fast at uh, Western Branch High School. Um, if you've never heard of them, if you ran track, you've heard of them probably. Um, pretty much a national powerhouse. They've been doing their thing. So Ken's been helping out the past couple years as assistant coach. Uh, primarily with the hurdles, so check his kids out. Been running fast. Well, let's get straight to it. How was the train? How was the bus ride up here? Uh, terrible. <laughs> was our bus day? driver is the Arbor. worst. He don't use a GPS. Oh, uh, you have one of those. And he always thought about he can't see at night. Oh no. So right then I'm already. Oh, so you have like a school bus or no, like we had like a charter bus. Oh, you have a charter bus, but like, do y'all always have the same driver? Or this is a new guy. Normally we have a, a certain New York driver. I see. This time it's a different guy. The guy that takes us through Virginia, he just. That was okay. the worst. I had to pop a NyQuil before I left because <laughs> I needed to make sure I slept good. Yeah, but I mean. Once we got up, we were, I was fine once we got here. That's like an eight, nine-hour drive, right? Six. Six? Oh, yeah. We Probably go, uh, depending East on Shore, the time. So it cuts down on traffic going through Virginia. That's cool. I can imagine that. I know I ran out there once in college. I was like, yeesh, long drive. Down at Hampton, you? Yeah, it was at Hampton. <laughs> I was like, whew. But um, that's good. How was how's the weather out there? Is it like cold? Right now, like it's just really? like this. Really? That nor'easter that y'all got? Yeah, I got, we got that hit too. With it first, but I was just win. Oh really? So like my job, the building was banking or not banking. The bank was like building was shaking. Oh it's no. That yeah, I could imagine how that worked. Yeah, I was actually um speaking of Virginia, I was like at the I was at the ACC championship game. So for everybody that follows me on like, Instagram, I've been on my little fun employment wave. Let me just explain what that is before we go. So yes, I'm. I've been unemployed for like five days, and no, eight days. But it's like a planned unemployment. I just recently got a new job, <laughs> a so planned unemployment. I start on. I start this Monday, which would be like March 12th. Um, but you know that middle, the that middle, that in between period. I was like, all right, let's make the most of it. I called it like fun employment. So like every day, I was trying to just do something new that you normally wouldn't have time to do. So you might as well. Yeah. So. It was just really spontaneous, but, like, yeah, not to go too far off, but, yeah, I think Thursday I went to the ACC tournament there at the Barclays Center, and I, I didn't really know. Like, it wasn't planned at first. I was like, uh, let me see. Let's go. And when I got up the train, I see a bunch of, like, Virginia sweaters. I'm like, whoa, what's going on here? You guys are out here. I'm like, wait, is it a tournament? I'm like, oh, they play today. They surprisingly come in a good follow. Oh, no, no, no. Them they they follow. Have a big following. Bro, the, the, the crowd was about 80% Virginia. 20% everybody else, <laughs> like, literally. It was like a home game for them. And I, I could already tell the championship game tonight against it's North Carolina. That's going to be a home game for them. Absolutely. But, like, it was just crazy. I was like, sheesh. Oh, yeah. And it was like there's so many Virginian people. And then it's just funny because, like, I know you from Virginia. But, like, it's almost like your accent and their accent is almost different. It's, like, it's, it's two different they're, levels. They're, like, more to the middle of the state, like, just north of Richmond. Okay. I'm, like, in the southern part of North or, uh, Virginia, like, right there like near Their shit was O.D. country. And yours, yours, maybe it's because you lived in New York for a little bit. And we're going to get to that, actually. But, like, it was just like, I was like, wow. I was like, did camp sound like this? I was like, I don't know. 
But I can see like I can see how like Virginia is really big on their college sports though, because I tell you, there's no pro teams in the area. So you like I guess like somebody a friend of mine was telling me like it's VTech, University of Virginia, and like VCU, like that that's it. Definitely, when it's the football season, yeah, Virginia Tech is like the school everybody's all about. Even where I live, it's like six hours west. They still want to go to VTech games. Yeah, they got bumper stickers that says Hokie seven five seven. My area, I mean, my area is known as the 757. Yeah. I mean, it's like crazy. And then you got Old Dominion, that football team is kind of shaky right yeah. now. But the basketball team has definitely been doing good. Yeah, yeah I mean, I've seen. It's kind of like the state of Alabama. They don't yeah. have a pro team. They have minor league teams. Yeah. It's, it's Alabama football. football. Now it's basketball. Yeah. Now, now it is it. <laughs> same in Virginia. Like, the closest team we got is either the uh, Carolina Panthers. Yeah. The Hornets. And the in-between, yeah. And then we got the Redskins up in, in D.C. Uh, national. So we don't got a whole lot. You Forgot know, you, Redskins fan. Good luck this season, by yeah, the way. Fuck your Giants, man. <laughs> Yo, don't say fuck the Eagles, bro. Fuck the Eagles. Fuck the hey, Eagles. Alistair, if you listen to this, fuck the Eagles. <laughs> fuck I don't care Eagles. if y'all won. Fuck the Eagles, man. <laughs> All right, so let's get right into it. So let's talk about um. So we just look, we spoke about Virginia. Let's talk about how. So because for you, you went from you went away from school for the first time. You went from Virginia to obviously New York City, yep. Long Island University. Uh, talk a little bit about that experience. How was that? It like, was actually a really good experience. Um. The thing is, like, most people think Virginia, country, it's all, like, separated and stuff, mm-hmm. which it kind of can be, yeah, but for the most part, it's, it's not, and depending on what part you live in. I live in, like, a naval base area, so okay. the world's largest naval base, so you see a lot of everything. And uh, coming up here, it was just the only thing different was the diversity amongst, like, ethnicities yeah uh, it's I'm, like, really diverse I mean, honestly, I'm, a, I'm not gonna lie i came up here as like <laughs> i ain't never met jamaicans yeah uh you know outside of track Jamaica, probably yeah, outside of track i'm like yeah. i walk down the street i'm like yo like what damn <laughs> at home i i go to a jamaican restaurant they look at me like how you know all this stuff <laughs> you know, i mean but it's just crazy how i see all that stuff that's interesting. I mean, I feel like you came here and you you seemed like you was ready for like the culture. Like it wasn't like a coachy by stuff. You was like, all right, like well, I ran track <laughs> four years at Western Branch. Yeah. I had a bunch of like different I did. ethnicities I mean, at my, my school. My coach is from Cameroon. Yeah, so he's from uh, you know Central Africa. Yeah, but he was always amazed by when I interacted with people he was like i never seen a white person be able to interact with different groups he's like you could go with a group of asians you're good black people yeah you uh, seem I fairly so like, black people so i mean when i came up to new york i mean i i felt like i just blended in that's yeah you really never seemed like you like yeah it never I felt like scared. you felt like you was out of place like i know some people like for example for me like when i was thinking about going to college i'm like damn like that was something that came across my mind like damn if i yeah, go to yeah. a school like this i'll probably be the only black kid on the team i'll probably be one of the my, few black kids in the school mm-hmm. i don't know how that would actually like, like there's something you, it was something to think about like absolutely. i know i'll be fine but it was yeah, definitely yeah. something to think about whereas you i felt like you kind of was like nah that's no problem yeah. i mean like i've been around black people my whole I life <laughs> i mean that's the thing like i was a sprinter so yeah sprinter and a hurdler yeah i, I didn't that's 80 percent of the field so is black yeah i come here and i'm like oh it's to me it's like everybody we're all humans yeah so absolutely it's gonna fit in how we fit in yeah so it, like, as long as we got something in common that's yeah. all that matters and that's all that matters you can find that one thing in common it's the best part of it so it, it, i i really enjoyed it here if i could have stayed longer i definitely would have stayed but it's too damn cold up here sometimes <laughs> you ain't missing nothing with the weather bro <laughs> um all right and then let's talk about like the differences i guess in mindsets because i've never i've never like i've been to virginia for vacation i've never like lived there obviously went to school there what's the people like so what's the difference between like the cult like the culture in virginia versus like new york like 
for example, I don't know. I didn't see the last election like results. Like, are people like pro Trump out there? Are they? So is it mixed? Like, when they showed the map of the, of the state, yeah, the the whole majority of the state is red, mm-hmm. but those aren't heavily populated areas. I see. The two heavily populated areas are up in Arlington, yeah, and down where I live. Okay, and those two are majority blue. I see. So obviously, when it they just go depends by state, where you live. Yeah. So when I you see. go by the state. You know, to like the main parts of Virginia, are probably like they're so not all pro-Trump. You, no, and all all political views aside, yeah. I mean this whole. I mean, my state is just wishy-washy. Like yeah. we, it as a state, we vote red a lot, but every year our governor is always Democrat. like Democrat. So okay. it's like how we vote Republican, but it's too much going on. <laughs> I don't. I'm like we're confused. But <laughs> yeah. oh well. It it is is. Is. I always wondered. That was just something. Yeah, it, I mean, you go places where they're like it's it's pro like Republican. You got some yeah, places yeah. that are pro Democrat. Absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm gonna just tell this. I'm neither or. Yeah. I'm more conservative. So I, I guess you would say I lean towards the right and in, in the red. But I mean, I, I look at the person and and what they're trying yeah, to bring in the office. Honest, this election was terrible. It was awful. I mean, either one, we were screwed. Yeah. It, it just it, it sucks. Like it Trump, was Trump was the worst, but it was just it was one of those there. We just. He shouldn't have let this I mean, him, he just needs to shut his mouth. He just needs to go. I think if he kept his mouth quiet, he'd be okay, but just shh. Look look at it. We got two more years, and then he's done, hopefully. My thing is, like, I mean, because here's the thing. The thing with this country, they really thought, oh, if you vote for Trump, you're racist. But my thing is, didn't we just have a black president for eight years? Yeah. So I'm like, you're kind of... It, it depends, because some of the same people that didn't vote for Obama did vote for Trump, and then yeah. there were people that voted for Obama that probably, who knows, they may have they're voted pro- for Trump. There's a lot of politics that went it to this is, election. I, I it's, it. Yeah, we're not going to go into it. I hate yeah, politics. I, I don't want to talk about it. I just politics. always wanted to know about it. Yeah, it's just <laughs> the, the state. I mean, you got those heavily populated areas that, and it's a lot military and government-based, so obviously, you know, that's what they're going to lean towards. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah, it's tough. Let's, let's talk about, so we're going to talk about uh, your upcoming, just your athletic career, how do you came with, um, Let's just talk about how you started running um, at Western Branch, and then we'll kind of transition it to when you got to LIU. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, how did you start? When did you start, actually? And what uh, what was it like? What was your team? Was your program always, like, a powerhouse? I, so the year I came, I was in middle school when I really started taking it serious. My seventh grade year, it's bad I can remember this. My seventh grade year, I finished fourth in the 400. So I'm like, yo, I can actually win this I next see. year. And then – you know, we got a couple medals. And Sorry relays. to stop you before that. Uh, before that, did you have any like athletic background? Like, what I did played, you do as a kid? So I played baseball growing up, okay. soccer growing up. Uh, to be honest, I think I was probably a better golfer than oh, anything. Shit. Like, it just my dad even was like, "No, Vinny Sport Cam was probably the there's better money golfer. in golf, bro. There is money <laughs> in golf. And for y'all that have these young kids, I'm gonna tell you now, get them a golf scholarship. Golf, tennis. If you have money girls. Put them in golf. It's yeah. the, it's the most like underrated scholarship. Yeah, underrated and like it, let's just say you're it's, really good at it. There's a better money. career. Yeah, like exactly. you could be really good at track and not make money. Yeah. And whereas like you could be really the, good at golf and you're gonna be making for a week money. of golf, you can literally make 1.5 mil just just yeah. to win. It just seems like a less strugglesome sport where yeah. you could. Just, it's just so much more less stress. Like, in terms of, like, oh, I have to always make sure my body is like this here. It's just, let's let's look yeah. at different avenues, my people. Yeah. I mean, Tiger Woods is actually on a run today. So I know. That pulls it off. Everybody, everybody does. People that don't even watch golf are nah, just like, yeah. I, I think he back got, got back on that old Everybody's show. hoping. He's, uh, so far, though, this year has been promising for yeah. him from what I've heard. <laughs> so we're hoping. Absolutely. We're praying for you, Tiger. Let's do this. <laughs> 
Everybody for, that loves the sport of golf wants Tiger to just come back Absolutely. to form. That's I really do. it. He, he's what made golf great. Exactly. So he we'll pray. We'll hope for that. <laughs> so sorry, before I interrupt you, so yeah. So you started seventh grade. I started track in seventh grade. Well, I did one time when I was 12, but then I went back to baseball. So yeah. I was more of a baseball head. <clears throat> then I got to middle school. I ran track. Then I got to eighth grade. I went to go play JV baseball. I got cut. I was the last one cut. Sheesh. Politics got involved with that. The coach's basketball son, got son the basketball coach's son, made it over me the last spot. Oh, that's tough. So I was like, "All right." I went by my middle school coach, track coach's house. He lived right around the corner. I'm like, "Hey, I got cut." He was like, "Good, I'll see you on Monday." I'm like, "Damn." <laughs> yeah, that's well, what I trained. I ended up winning the 400 that year, and then I ended up getting like fourth in the 200. Okay, so you were like, just you're good. So I was like, you're like, I, I have something to say, work with. I was decent. I wouldn't say I was going to be. I didn't think. Yeah, I was Yeah, but you had like good, a bag. But I had like. Okay, yeah, I've done this. So uh, sorry to interrupt you again. Um, so was your middle school connected with the high school per yeah, se? Yeah. Oh, so, so it was like we easy transition on the same track. Okay, so it was an easy transition. Like yeah. you kind of just like. So I kind of saw them practice during the spring, so I kind of knew. Okay. Okay. And then um, the crazy thing was my aunt was the basketball. Oh, it was the girls' basketball coach there. Okay. So she was telling our head coach about oh. me. So yeah, you had it. So <laughs> he said, as soon as he's done, have him come over. So I, right. I came over. Yeah, yeah. He has a heavy French accent, so none of us knew what he was trying to say. So my aunt was talking to the coach yeah. about me. So he was just like, "Hey, look, when you when he's done, have him come over to up, come up here and start training." Mm-hmm. So one day, my dad and I met him. Ne- never met him before. And this is the current head coach. This is here current now. head coach. Okay. He literally, I mean, I never heard this guy talk. So he has his heavy French accent. He's, since he's from Cameroon, so yeah. We were like after a while, I kind of like catch on to it, but like. The most humble, down-to-earth guy. He's like, look, if you really want to be good at this, he said, you can be very good at this if you work hard and train. Mm-hmm. So I, I've always been a hard worker. I mean, growing up, doing chores, cutting grass out in the hot sun, just just working. Like, I was just new to work. So I started out that summer, just kept training, and then we transitioned to the fall and all the way over. And we, we basically trained year-round. Yeah. And he, he basically kept telling me, you can be good at this. He said, you just keep training. I never thought I was going to run hurdles. Yeah. This man looked at me and was like, you're going to run hurdles. <laughs> and I just kind of like looked behind me. Like somebody there, he looked at me like, no sucker that you run. <laughs> like, like, okay. I did. My dad joked me. He was like, son, you need to get off the track. You look terrible. I'm Sheesh. like, what? He, my coach like, Rob, just be patient. He, he's going to be fine. I see. My sophomore year. So I went from being a 400, 200 runner. To he transitioned me to an 800, 400 runner. Yeah. Because I had to run the 400 hurdles. Okay. So, yeah, it makes sense. So I had to have that endurance. Yeah. But I could run anywhere from cross country so to So you kind of just increased your, your range, basically. He, I mean, I was a sprinter. My senior year, I had to run cross country states. And I, uh, I, I mean, be honest, I never did a cross country workout. I ran 17, 18, and that's a 5K. pretty solid. Yeah, like I, I I'll tell you this train. right now. So it's from a guy that just ran like a local like track event. Like if you go up to local people and you tell them like, yeah, I can run a 17, 18, 5K, they'll be like impressed. Like, oh, okay. So like, yeah, that's pretty. And that's, that's not pretty even good. my main event. That's, that's the good. crazy thing. That's good. So my sophomore year, we got the shuttle hurdles. We finished national runner up. I'm a sophomore. I'm like, oh, damn. It's like, early, yeah. <laughs> you know that my best that year is like eight five, and I'm like, okay. Back then. That was slow. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look now, it's slow. So, all right, back then it was average. Yeah. So then that same year, I'm on the 4x4 four four as a sophomore, the only sophomore and three seniors. We get second in that. So I'm like, all right, so nice. I'm feeling good. So I'm getting these All-Americans young. So and you know, it's not only that, it's just building up my confidence. Yeah, so, that's what is the number one thing with, like, track any sport is confidence, honestly. Yeah. And then 
and a little bit more about the school and the coach. Like he's very scientific. He's all about the kids, mm-hmm. and he's all about not just winning. He don't care if you win. He said, if you give me a hundred percent, that's all I matters. care about. Yeah, and the hundred percent is let's go out and win. Okay. Um, but he knows each kid's potential. He we have kids that don't ever win races. They're always sometimes they're yeah. always last. You're gonna he's have like, that. You're gonna have that. No matter any said, high school program, they give me effort. They work hard. He said, that's one of my favorite athletes. That's good. And he's really instilled that we're better men and women than we are an athlete. athletes. And that's good. That's really and good. And he teaches us life lessons. I mean, I wouldn't be where I am. If, I mean, not that I'm saying I had a bad background and family. I didn't. Mm-hmm. But he kind of really opened it up for me. Yeah. So it made it made things better. And then through years, I mean, I've collected a national championship and seven All-Americans to my name when I graduated high school. Mm-hmm. So, And then transitioning to LIU. Probably it was definitely fun. I'm not gonna lie, all the times were definitely fun. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Lots of trouble too. I think we too did. much trouble. You can't talk about <laughs> we it right not now. A lot of trouble. <laughs> can't go through it right now. Um, shit. I actually remember the night we got locked in y'all's room with RA <laughs> because of the party. Too many times, bro. <laughs> yeah. If, if all I can tell you is it got worse from it, that year it, and I, worse I, I than this. This is crazy. Was, <laughs> but I mean, it's like <clears throat> getting there. I I was happy because. Simon was actually from Virginia. Virginia he yeah. was from the same area as I was. I see. For those listening, I saw a head coach at uh, that is still the head LIU, coach at LIU. Yeah, I haven't spoken to him in a while. He that's my guy. Didn't return my text after I was trying oh. to send him athletes. Oh really? Not yeah. trying to call him out, but that's my I know guy. He's a busy man. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, nah, it, it all you know, all different things aside. I've seen different coaches. Mm-hmm. Simon, when it came to hurdles, like Simon definitely knew what he was doing. Yeah. And it didn't click into my head till like last year, mm-hmm. in the year like halfway the year before, when he was like, "Take you got to take off further away from the hurdle," or he was moving stuff back. I'm like, "What in the world is he doing?" It took me till like a year and a half ago to realize, like, "Damn, that's why he was telling me to take off further or move everything back." Yeah. So it's a hard adjustment to make if you're not used it to it, especially as a freshman in college. I could imagine. And then coming from a powerhouse school. Yeah. I mean, and it's we like just yourself. won our twenty fourth and 25th state championship in 14 years yeah shit so we've definitely been dominating in the state it's not like we're in like the little level we're like we used to be triple a yeah so our school used to go single a double a triple a with and then it switched to 6a and we got bumped to 6a and okay. we still were kind of like this top shit in so there, we've yeah. still been dominating i mean you had a couple schools come in the mix but like we've definitely been always around we come to nationals i mean people love us that's good. The, our state hates us, but this nationals. But like on a us. national track scene, like high school related wise, they like you guys in terms oh, yeah. of like Nike will probably like say, Nike. "Hey, you guys need something. We'll now donate." Now New Balance this. is like, "Oh, we new got y'all spikes, new we thing. got y'all uniforms." That's I good. Mean, it's it feels good to get out of Virginia. Like, yeah, yeah, we go to Penn Relays, we go to up to up here for nationals. We go to North Carolina. It's like we get so much love in the state. They just they're sick of us. So let's talk about because from the outside, see like. For someone that didn't go there, like from the outside, we'll see the school and we're like, "Oh wow, they must have they have all these nice uniforms. They, we they have all everything. this." I'm just assuming. Tell us what your facilities are like. I'm assuming you guys okay. have state of the art track, indoor Man. track, weight okay. room. If you trainers. can honestly look at my pictures on my phone <laughs> of our weight room, it is like a weight room from a third world country. Oh, Benches are ripped, <laughs> seats are like you know it's nasty. Nothing. Weights are old. Bars are bent. Bars are breaking. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so small. We have a concrete track with grass growing through it. Oh, God. So you Better than no track, but yeah. <laughs> and then I have 19 hurdles, and I have all-American hurdlers, 
every year national champion, uh, national record holder. Just making ends meet. I mean, whatever. we just have nothing, and people look at us like they really have everything. Yeah, from and the outside, when you don't really know the whole story. Nah. How does that feel? Does that like do you tell your kids that like, all right, everybody thinks you're out of privileged kids, but in reality, like, they really there's kids do. that probably got it better off than y'all. Oh, on the low. There's schools around our area that got tracks, and we don't, and we're yeah. like, they can't even compete with us. Because I could, I could assume living in a state like Virginia, most schools probably do have Some, football fields, tracks, and all of that so stuff. So we got football fields. We got baseball fields. We got soccer fields. But, mm-hmm. like, when it comes to tracks, it's like certain cities have them. Chesapeake doesn't have them. I see. Suffolk has them. I see. Um, Hampton has them. Uh, Virginia Beach, Portsmouth. Portsmouth it's just is like, like they kind of just forgot about you. It's like, yo, only one track in Chesapeake, and that's Grassfield High School. And that's – they're, like, tier – we're tier four, which yeah. is high. They're like tier three. Okay. But I'm like, not. how do we – they just don't give us nothing. And yeah. I, I don't get it. That's interesting. I, I mean, I, I could tell. That's definitely something, like, I feel like as an athlete, I would have that, like, mentality, like, yo, they all think we got it, but we don't. They probably got more than us. Like, fuck no. it. We just want to show them, like, yo, we're going to beat your ass with whatever, no track, <laughs> but <laughs> no it, hurdles. But it's definitely a motivation because it shows the kids, like, okay, they're grateful for things later on in life. Like, yeah, I yeah. worked hard without this. I mean, when it snows, we've literally gone on the track and snowed. Yeah, I, I mean, can imagine how that works. Wow. It, I mean, snow, rain, we practice in every type of condition. I mean, we don't care what it is. We'll go out there to train because, one, I mean, it's not just physically. It's mentally. You make yeah. them stronger mentally. It's Then you they can't be They beat. can't quit. Yeah, You have mentally. that mental strength. It's like, yeah, it's a wrap. I feel like that's key. And then, like I said, when we went to college, obviously, LIU doesn't have, like, the most facilities. No. But we have something. But, like, we don't have, like, an indoor or outdoor track. No. But, like, I mean, we do have enough to get by with, I yeah, feel yeah, like. Yeah. I mean, But I, that definitely sure. makes you, like, uh, I guess it makes you kind of like, yo, fuck it. I'm going to go out and do my, I got no excuses. It kind of forces you to kind of yeah. be on your grind and not take any, like, shortcuts for the most yeah. part. I mean, to be honest, at LIU, I mean, I was grateful for what we had because I didn't have an indoor track. We actually had, what, pra- we practiced over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, So it's like an upgrade it's regardless upgrade. of you. I went from running on concrete during the cold. Yeah. Or in the grass to at least something indoors. And then. Red Hook. At least I got to run on a rubber track because I didn't have a rubber track to run. We had a, we actually call schools and ask them, "Hey, can we use your track?" Yeah. So we'll go to Virginia Beach, which is like twenty five minutes, thirty minute drive from us. Yeah. To use the outdoor track tracks so, or indoor? Yeah, outdoor. Yeah. So what do you guys are training outside all year round, basically? Yeah. Sometimes we go to uh, Boo Williams Sportsplex, which is in Hampton. Okay. Which is where our state meet is held, and a lot of our meets are held. Yeah. They have an indoor track, so we get time slots during the uh, try to winter time just to, to practice there. That's and cool. We yeah. really use those for hurdle days and jump days. Yeah, yeah that's huge. Otherwise, I mean, there's I nothing else to use. Up and get a feel for yeah, absolutely. So it, it definitely makes things a lot better. All right, so let's talk about the transition. So now, all right, so let's walk me through when you started coaching it. So freshman year, you're done at LIU, and then you end up going back home. Do you start coaching right that year, or is it like an in-between so phase? Walk me I through that. and transferred to community college just to take some classes. My parents just moved to Alabama. My dad got a job down there for a, a contracting job. So oh, good. I, I stayed because I was working at, at the bank where I currently work now. Yeah, and yeah. They, so I was like, look, I'm still taking some classes. I'm going to work, and I'm still going to train. And mm-hmm. at that point, my coach was like, hey, I'm going to put you on the staff so you can help out and then yeah. also get, you know, get in the school whenever you need to. So I was like, yeah. okay, cool. So first year, I kept training good. Second year, I trained. Third, I started fading. Fourth no more yeah and then this year i'm like yeah it's i don't do it you don't want to run number. yeah so it's fair it it started like slowly transition but i've honestly enjoyed coaching more and yeah. i've learned a lot 
and I definitely take the hurdles with pride. I mean, that's what I did. That's what I like. And it's like, because not everybody can hurdle. So if yeah. you can teach a kid how to hurdle, it helps a I lot. I mean, it's, it's an easy scholarship. Yeah. Nobody can, take everybody that. can sprint, but you yeah. got to be top tier. If you don't, sneak them in the hurdles. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You may not be the fastest guy over like a flat ground, but if you could get over the hurdles, hurdles in like <laughs> eight, two. Because you can disguise somebody. I mean, I got kids that are slow in the open, but can hurdle. Yeah. I got girls that are fast in the open, but also can hurdle. So it's like. You can use that to kind I'm of boost like, yeah. your value. So let's talk about, so being that you're a student at that same school now you're coaching at that school how do you kind of like share that with the athletes and kind of connect better with them and kind of let them know like right, i've been through this before i've had other teammates that's been through this before if you trust me and the coaches we'll get you to become because you can't guarantee everybody's scholarships yeah, obviously no, no, but we'll get we'll guarantee you to be the best that you can be at this level yeah and then wherever you go from there with that you take it you take it wherever it could get you you know yeah. how do you utilize that i mean like Give me some good examples well, of that. It's good because, like I said, we were both under the same coach. So I tell them, look, and the thing is the training has definitely changed. Like, we've upped it. So I tell them, like, y'all, we were running these times in school, but y'all are getting better training. I said, y'all just got to push. I was like, it's the same science behind it, but y'all are getting an advanced level of it. Yeah, yeah. So and I told them, like, I've been through the program. This is what I did. I'm like, and y'all can do better. I was like, I went Division One. I. I mean, we have a ton of kids that went Division One. Last year we had, as an example, to show you the progression of the school and the team, or yeah. not the school but the team, we had 17 kids go on scholarship That's good. That's on a Division One athletic, and we had two go on academic. That's really good. So to send kids all over the country like that, I mean, and but it started out with – we were like guinea pigs because he didn't really like – he was like testing. So you were kind of like the first – yeah. wave of people through that school but really. we were like mentally tough like, yeah so it worked out both we ends. couldn't you couldn't break us i mean to be granted granted these kids on the team now are more talented than us yeah but we were more aggressive I and mean, you couldn't yeah like, tougher mentally, mental makeup yeah so we but that's kids up. in general it, it like that's like kids now like, are getting a little softer so mentally weak. i mean it's but like, like i guess a winner. yeah but i guess in terms of like just nowadays we know what works in training and it's yeah. like when you've been doing something so long it's like all right instead of making you run through all the hair we're going to just make you do this, this and this and this because this, yeah. this is going to make you get instant results yeah and kind of got the, like the we kind of got the blueprint already yeah, drawn yeah. up at this point yeah so i could see that what's the struggle you have nowadays what do you think are like some of the hard things I, you're obviously one of many of my friends that coach mm-hmm. especially high school track what are the challenges you say are the biggest challenges of like kind of connecting with the kids or getting through to them and certain things? The kids that, well, again, we all come from different backgrounds. Yeah, absolutely. I I've, am very fortunate. I came from a family that had both parents, yeah. you know, siblings, and, you know, that kind of wanted the best for me. Absolutely. I have kids that I coach now that don't have that. Some of them don't even know who their dad is. Some of them only saw their dad on in, on TV because he's yeah. going to jail. Yeah. Um, a lot of it's single parents. And a lot of them, the girls especially, I mean, I really am close to them. Mm-hmm. Because, again, some of them have a stepdad, but that's not the same. I mean, yeah. when they see somebody caring for them, it's trying to get on that level. Yeah, where you feel like you, you just take care of them like, and they yeah. know you got somebody got their back. And you see the guys, they're like, you know, they look up to our head coach as a father figure. And they look at me like Cam's like our older brother. So we're definitely going to make sure we can – you know, we're going to do what we can to help him out. I mean, I'll fight for him. I'll defend him. And when you do that, you can kind of see the kids, like, really perk up. Like, people actually out here care about me. Like, Absolutely. obviously, my dad didn't care about me because he's in jail and he don't care. Yeah. He's on drugs. But a lot of them are like, like, there's somebody that cares about me out here, and he wants what's best. I mean, I've paid for kids to go to national sometimes. I've fed these kids, gave them rides. I take them to practice. So I'm like, it's, it's about them. 
the school don't pay me for this. Yeah, you just do it because you love it. It's about it because I love it and I enjoy working with the kids and I want to get them to a better life. I agree. And I mean, like I said, some kids leave and don't come back, which is good. Yeah. Some of them come back and, I mean, they kind of get caught up in bad things. But the goal is get them out of here, put them in school. Try to get them as much opportunity to be successful. And, yeah. And get, into, get a degree. Yeah. And hopefully the life lessons we teach you. Will I mean, carry on through life. A lot of them. And, again, back to the whole thing we spoke earlier, it's like you see a white person come up to these black kids and really care for them. First, they're like, all right, whatever. Like, now nah, he probably just doing this, like some type of blindside thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, no, this kid, this guy really cares about us. I mean, I, like I said, I'd do anything for him. I mean, if something was to happen to him, I, I'd probably, <laughs> I'm going out the street right now to protect him. I, I mean, got just, you. That's just the way I do. I mean, and respecting the young ladies, because you can't have somebody just go t- tell the girl, go, go F yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And then like, did you just say that? Like, I literally jumped at somebody for that. So it, <laughs> those it are like it, yeah, those it. are like your little brothers, sisters, yeah, I, kids. I definitely almost. take care of them. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is like being that you've been through that. You kind of almost yeah. and like I said, I don't I don't coach like I I volunteer. Every, everybody that really knows me really well, I always volunteer at this camp once a year in the summer for uh uh track and field athletes upstate in New York. Yeah. And even though it's only a week, it's like that week I really like I you always make sure, yeah. I always make sure like no matter what. Like I'm starting this new job on Monday. When they ask me about vacation, the first thing I'm gonna say is, yo, that there's week. a week in August, I won't be available. Like I, I this and you ask me why I'm like this is what I'm doing. This is what it's for. And it's because I've been I've been a kid at that camp and it's the impact that it's had on me and my life has been great past just tracking the like the things i've learned the people i've met that's been like a lifetime thing to the point where i want to go back every summer because i still feel like this i can enjoy from it i love seeing the kids take a lot from it and i also feel like i'm still learning new things as i go every year so like that's a good thing kids teach you everything i mean you can learn a lot from them especially at this age of their life where so much is changing it's a lot they got me one day like they were like cam we should do this and i thought about it and i was like makes sense that's a good idea i'm like (laughs) all right let's roll with it you know definitely i mean they say kids are the best teachers and they are and it's like but like you say you build that bond just like all all y'all that i was with up at liu yeah i still try to keep in contact i mean i still i feel like we, 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 like i said we don't like i think this is the first time i've seen you in new york but we've crossed paths like i'll be at like yeah. pennsylvania i'll see you at yeah, penn relay i'll cross paths if you i think i was in hampton one time i crossed paths like yeah. i said the track road is so small like i'll see yeah. you as long as i'm on the east side it's, of the country yeah, i'm least, bound to bump yeah, into we go somewhere. west coast i mean we yeah. run into each other that's a damn miracle <laughs> Yeah, I mean, gotta be it's like, like that Oregon bond. Or something. Everybody that I hung out with up here, it's like, it's, it's a, it becomes a part of your life, and it always will be. Yeah, I agree. And it's like, yeah, I be telling people, like, it's it's not always about doing stuff for yourself. Do stuff for others, because you get, like, that good enjoyment. You feel more, like, fulfillment in life sometimes. I really, like, that's big for me. Mm-hmm. And, like, especially, like, with you, so, like, working with the young kids, like, sometimes it's hard because... I guess maybe you have different, like you're at different points in your life. So sometimes they feel like they can't understand. What do you think is like the key? So like to give some advice to other coaches that may be listening, what is your advice to kind of like maximize the max potential out of every kid? Is it to like kind of let them know like, all right, it's not all about just getting a scholarship, but it's about improving one day at a time. Like what do you tell your kids? It's To me, I tell them, look, you got to, like you say, improve one day at a time. Mm-hmm. Take it serious because you, one, you don't know how long track it's going to take. Absolutely. But also, you got to look at it as this isn't. I'm just not teaching you how to be better in track. Eventually, but you're going to be have to do something else in life. You're Absolutely. Gonna have to excel in something. Absolutely. So you got to teach them that work ethic early. And then also, it's kind of like uh, how I want to put it. They 
you got to be tough on them. Yeah. I mean, I, my guys, and you, not actually, it is most of the guys I lay into all the time. They just get, they're, I mean, they're boys, they're high school boys. They, oh, you know, boys they think they know boys. everything. Yeah. I know I did at one point. Yeah. But you just kind of be tough on them. But then, like, some of them, you kind of, it's like psychology. You got to understand them. Yeah. Some of them, like, I can go and just snap at after a race. Other you got to know who reacts well to what. Other ones, I'm like, I got to put my arm around, talk to them softly. Like, them. You know, it's okay, you know. And, I, like, I had a girl today. She she didn't do what she was supposed to do in the shuttle hurdles. And it, it, she was really down herself. I literally had to calm her, talk her down. Like, girl, mm-hmm. it's okay. You have another event today. Focus mm-hmm. on it. It's in the past. We can't change it. Exactly. And they go out and win the sprint melee with it. So there I'm like, go. all right, girl, you ran 54 to split. So I'm <laughs> like, <job. laughs> you made up for that for that little mishap. So. It, it, it has its its moments where you kind of just got to get on that level and understand them. Like, I, I we're young. We're still in our 20s. So for these kids, to talk to these kids, you kind of got to say, okay, I'm young enough. I can speak on their level. Because yeah. if you can talk on their level, they'll I mean, understand I mean, you better. It's, it makes things easier for them. And my profession, I work in a bank. So I got older personnel come in. I got younger personnel. Yeah, I communicate and I with different. Yeah. I communicate different. That's a good life skill it, just it in is. any industry, honestly. Yes. I've learned that even with my prior jobs. Just yeah. You got to learn, like, certain people may get certain things better. Like, an older person, you may have to talk to different than somebody that's younger, where they may understand something more advanced. Whereas, an older person, you may have to dumb it down because they didn't, they're not as familiar with something. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's good. I mean, like, it's tough. I think one of the biggest things you got to kind of, like, tell everybody, like, what I like to tell my camp kids, too, is, like, nothing is guaranteed past this year, for example. Like, yeah, we all, the goal for most of the kids are to run in college, but you kind of want to let them know, like, this is going to be the last year that you're running with this same exact team, with these same exact teammates. Somebody's going to not be here next year, whether it's by graduation, whether it's they transfer. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the last time you're running with that group. So I always used to tell my kids, like, make the most out of today's date exactly. because you'll never have this same exact squad, the same exact moment ever again. You don't know when your last track meet could be. You could get injured and that's it. You don't get to run under this uniform again. You only yeah. get four years in high school. Mm-hmm. I always try to tell people, you only get to be a high schooler once. So try to make the most out of it because oh, that's probably the best yeah. years of your life. Because you want, yeah, college. same thing with college. Like college, you have four years, and like I didn't really realize it until like maybe I was a junior where I was like, damn, that went by fast. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> uh, and then that's when I really started like to maximize every single moment. But like I said, like once it's over, you cannot go back, and that's really, it's really just a tough thing to do. All right, so let's get into some fun stuff. Let's talk about we'll, we'll wrap this up with some sports stuff, I guess just be fun let's talk about before we get to football we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and football <laughs> so what's the life like what's the social life in virginia been like like uh, yeah what's it really like i guess i mean my, be honest friday nights saturday nights are always just if you go to downtown norfolk or downtown virginia beach downtown was, downtown norfolk yeah. is like over there if you look at a map, it's like right there near uh, the shipyard and stuff. Okay, I think and I've been. I think our hotel like, was yeah, nearby yeah, there. Hotel was right okay, there. okay. And they just built like this new hotel and bar and everything, like outdoor bar. They definitely like year round. That's packed. Turned up during the summer though. If you hit the beach and hit the uh, the strip, I mean it's packed. I see. I mean, so it's like because it's a big tourist area. So yeah. Everybody's there. I mean, some, something's going on all the time. Parties are going on. So, I definitely. I kind of sound old, but I don't go out a whole lot. But when I definitely get a call, like, hey, we're going here, I'm <laughs> out having fun. Because, I mean, you got to live life at the fullest, so you might as well. But, I mean, there are areas in Norfolk, Portsmouth, and, like, Virginia Beach are, like, the three areas definitely to go. If you want to go out downtown, Norfolk and Portsmouth, they're, like, 
bars everywhere. She's you know, I bar hopped one night in in downtown <laughs> Norfolk. That was ended up bad actually. <laughs> like, I don't know how I got home. That was bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so loud, let's see. That's that. Let's talk about. I guess we'll talk about sports because this could probably take the last couple minutes of this podcast. So let's talk. Well, obviously, you're a Tennessee Volunteers fan. Or is that just football or just all uh, sports? I, all right. So primarily Tennessee football. And that's because of a family member. Yeah, my dad's uncle played for them back in '51 for uh, Robert Nealon in a national championship year. Oh so shit! Okay. I definitely got family ties to it. Okay. Uh, but I definitely pull for Tennessee during basketball season as well. So you pull up to Tennessee games every. Ten- yeah, like that Tennessee. I think they played Virginia Tech somewhere. I forgot last at year. At Bristol. Yeah. Did you go? I was, I was actually at that game. That <laughs> was like the biggest part. It was at the Speedway, right? Yeah. It was a that speedway. was the craziest shit that, I've ever that seen. That was huge. I saw that shit on TV and I was like, oh, I was like, lit. I can't believe I'm here. I mean, I tailgated from like. The I game was – it was like an 8 o'clock game, so I was there all till – One. <laughs> One to eight. Dude, I tailgated at 12. Oh, wow. I worse. Was, I was drinking liquor and beer all day, and I – oh, my God. Congrats my on uncle, making it to the game. I got family went to Virginia Tech. So me and my brother were the only two. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that, too. How did that work? I got family that went to Tech. So they, they knew, like, hey, we know Cam and Brian are going to go. Absolutely. So did y'all, like, just sit on separate sections? Well, like, no, they, we sat on the Tech side. Oh, damn. But it was like, actually cool because we couldn't see all the cool orange on the other side. And uh, so, but, I mean, it was definitely great. I mean, thing is, I we they had a Kenny Chesney concert the night before. So they had a big old country concert that yeah. night before. Well, we were just down in beers all night. So we're all, like, trashed. We woke, I took the walk, True walk college of shame. football experience. Uh, yeah, I took the walk of shame to breakfast the next morning. <laughs> that was bad. But then we end up getting to the game is that night, the next night. It was packed, tailgating everywhere. Um, I mean, there were, like, five lots full. People were parking in neighbor, like, Like, this was, like, a once-in-a-lifetime like, once experience. Once-in-a-lifetime thing. That I game heard they right might there. do another one in, like, the next two years. Yeah, because it, 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 it actually was a big deal, and it, it looked like it did thing. well. It looked like it did well. So, I mean, that, like I said, I got family went to Tech, and some of their friends, my uncle's friends, they were all there, and they were all talking. Oh, I don't remember who won that game. Tennessee won that game, Tennessee I feel like. Tennessee won that game. Yeah, the first quarter. My brother and I were like, shit, here we go again. It's going to happen. And then all of a sudden, like, the next three quarters, we're, like, <laughs> pounding drinks. The whole It was ridiculous. I mean. It's America. <laughs> That's America. Yeah, it was definitely America. <laughs> like, I was just throwing it back. It was it was a good game. I mean, I was happy. And then we ended up screwing up and sucking this past year. So. Sad. But we got a new People hire. People graduated. So yeah, I did. I'm happy with Pruitt. Hey, it'll be. I'll be good. It's SEC football. Talent coming in it left and right. It's tough to win in that league. Mm-hmm. Just goal like is a- just to make ACC the bowl. basketball is the tough thing. Yeah, it's tough. And it's my tough. Blue Devils, I fucking hate Carolina with a passion. I mean, so I hate Duke, and I hate Duke from just – I just hate it. I just wonder why people hate Duke. It's because exactly. they're like almost like that poster boy. Same reason people hate the Cowboys. It's uh, almost yeah, like people yeah, try yeah. to make Duke's America's team. And then you have these kids that are like almost seem like they're nice, but then they're dickheads on the low. Like Grayson Allen, yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved Grayson Allen after his freshman year when he yeah. was like coming well, off the bench, he won, he's and the he was in that tournament. That I was like, yo, this kid's gonna be nice. I'm like, yo, athletic ass white boy, he's dunking Damn. on people and shit. I'm like, I like this. Then, like as he became a starter, he just kind of started, started becoming of a dickhead. He's tripping yeah, people, yeah, yeah. and I know he's probably not. He's probably a good kid, but it's just you know, it's those little things where you're like, yeah, uh, it gets to you. Yeah, so you, like even when I was in the Barclays Center for the ACC game on uh on Thursday, um, when like Duke wasn't even playing, it was like one of those random ACC commercials, and they show yeah. Grayson Allen on the screen. And Everybody's like, boo! They hate him. 
They hate him. He's hated in the entire ACC. Like, he's hated. He he might be hated, but the number one hated Duke player of all time to this day is Christian. Oh, yeah. I don't think he'll surpass that. But he... I feel like but part of him wants to be that, he though. Wants he wants to be that. He wants to be. Nobody, even I have some, like, my brother's a Carolina fan. He's like, I love Christian Leitner just because he didn't care. He yeah. stepped on people. Yeah, I, he, I just feel like that's what he ultimately yeah, he wants, wants to be. He wants to be that, but you can't. Like, people hated J.J. Reddick just because he could shoot. I love J.J. Reddick. I think Reddick people are trying to line J.J. Reddick with something else. Uh, that nah. We'll talk about it. But J.J. Reddick's <laughs> great. I love J.J. Reddick. And, all right, let's talk about this any, any, eh, not NAC, NFC East. Coming this all season moves. So you're a Washington Redskins fan, Absolutely. one of the few, because I am one of the few. If you realize anybody I talk to, I have a lot of friends in Maryland. They're all like they all fake. They're either Eagles fan, Cowboys, Cowboys fan. Nobody's a Giants no, fan. Nobody. Nah, it, I, I think I honestly feel like people that live in New Jersey, with the exception of Jonathan, are old Jets fans. Everybody's in the city. You know what's crazy is I we've drove through Jersey and like. We're, we'll be filling up our gas station. A lot of Jersey people are Eagles fans, believe it or not. I don't know. Why. I don't because I guess. Philadelphia is the next city yeah, over, yeah, but they yeah. weren't even winning shit. Like really that's what kills me. But they're like a lot of Eagles fans. I've seen Cowboys fans, but they're never Redskins, Giants fans. I feel like we're the two forgotten franchises for whatever and reason. I think we're like definitely over a history of time. We're definitely been a the, no yeah, team. We've been good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, don't get me wrong. The Cowboys, they got it. They got it. They do their thing. Yeah, but yeah. the Giants, we do our thing. The Skins, like, literally the only team to not win a championship until this year was the Philadelphia the Eagles. Eagles. And I'm like, that's a problem. <laughs> so, like, my thing is just, how do we, I don't know. Nah. Let's talk about these all-season moves. So, Kirk Cousins, So your boy says he's finally out. He's, I, they they I, let I him go. I actually like Kirk Cousins. I think he's a good he quarterback. Had a good, he is a good quarterback. But he, like, my other friend, he's, he's a uh, Redskins fan. He was like, he's good, but he wasn't what we needed. He wasn't a long-term guy. Uh, you know what I felt with Kirk? I feel like Kirk's good, but I feel like you, you guys have bigger problems than the quarterback position, whereas, like, oh. there's more problems. Yeah. Whereas, I'd rather fix everything around him yeah. and then just get a new quarterback we later need a on. a running back. We don't have a, really a running back. Yeah, so my JP run's not the so answer. Not, not. I would say, I don't know where you guys pick in the drafts, but if you guys could get, like, a legit dynamic running back, that would be really good. Just somebody that's, like, a like look at the Saints. Saints landed, like, the perfect pick in Alvin Bro, Kamara. Alvin Kamara uh, is a Former stud. Tennessee volunteer as well. Absolutely. But, I mean, he's, like, the perfect. You, he can put him in a slot. He could do it all. You can. It's just weird because he's not, like, a big guy. No, he's not. But he's then what, this is when I realized he was just durable. Like, he went in for a touchdown, and he got rocked. And instead of falling back on his ass, he got up and just he's ran rolled. into the end zone. I'm like, how? Uh, like, literally, he got rocked with, no, like, probably he's 500. He's a tough little guy. Like, I, I, when I watched him play, I'm like, this he's dude tough. is strong. He's just shifty. He's elusive. He is. He's, he's, one of the, he's the catch. most elusive running back in the NFL this yeah. year. But um, I think you guys just have to rebuild. Like I said, the offensive line had a lot of injuries. Went healthy. It, it, I think it, it, it'll it. be fine. The defense, you just you have pieces. You just, yeah. It's it's, it's going to be it's gonna be a rebuilding year, maybe. But who knows? We always say that, and then and team surprises. Yeah. We said the Eagles are rebuilding this year, and then they win the, the Super Bowl. Thing. So, like, we'll see. The like thing I, is, like, with Alex Smith, he's Oh, good. you guys did get Alex Smith for the trade. And I think this is what I'm saying. He's a good quarterback. He doesn't have anybody to throw to. The, yeah. At least we have Crowder. I think Johnson, you guys have better weapons, yeah. Jordan Reed. So, I mean, he has I think the key for your offense is getting Jordan Reed Vernon healthy Davis, and keeping them. him healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's if just, he can stay healthy, yeah. it's, it's going to be a different thing. But, I mean, like, I, and I didn't think about it. When he was in Kansas City, he didn't have anybody to hurt to, really. Just Kelsey and um, Tyreek Hill. Yeah. But before Tyreek Hill, like there was nobody. It was, like, Jeremy Macklin, yeah. yeah. Now he's, like, four. Crowder is a solid receiver. Crowder is. He's a solid I mean, receiver. I he was a little shaky, but I'm like. I, I mean, when he gets it together, together, I think he needs another star receiver on the yeah. outside. 
Like, uh, Terrell Pryor obviously didn't work out. I think Josh Doxson's going to be really good. He's starting to come into his own. They just need one more receiver to kind of pair along with them, and they'll be fine. I think their real problem is they need a running game, and they need to fix a couple holes on the defense, honestly. But that could be fixed. I think Norman's a solid cornerback. They could probably use another. They're probably going to need another corner probably. Seahawks just released Sherman. Sherman, he's, I, I, I have reports that he's I, probably going to go to San Francisco. I'm not going to say I'm the biggest fan of him, but I definitely – I think he's solid. I like I'd him. I'd take him. I think he'll probably go to San Francisco or Oakland, though, I'm well, thinking. Like he'll stay out west. Yeah, he's a West Coast guy. We'll see how it goes. Oh, yeah. Man, it's been real. I'm going to wrap this up. I forgot to do this at the beginning of the podcast. I got to shout out to a few listeners that requested it. Shout out to my uh, physical therapist, Jose. <laughs> you pressed me for not calling you out, so I'm going to shout you <laughs> out. Thank you for getting my shoulder right. I think after this week, I'll be like 100%. So, you know, I'll be able to finally play beer pong again. So I won't have any more beer pong-related injuries. Beer pong injury? Yeah, I actually slipped on a wet bar, <laughs> floor, bar floor on, like, Jonathan's birthday, like, April 23rd. I remember the day I slipped on the bar, <laughs> floor, bar floor, and um, I fell on my shoulder. We won that game, but then as I as never played bear pong dub, ever since then. Yeah, we beat those shorties. We beat their ass. But uh, that, that was it, man. So... I've been doing PT for the past, like, eight weeks. So, we're finally, my shoulder's finally good. So, I'm grateful. Shout-out to Jose. Uh, who else I have to shout-out? I feel like I'm not shouting out everybody. Let's go through. Shout-out to my boy Alistair McLean, listener, friend of the podcast, a real one. Shout-out to Nick Ruiz, listener of the podcast. Shout-outs to Wilmot Stubblefield, fan of the podcast. Wilmot. Last but not least, shout-outs to Chris Lopez, fan of the podcast. <laughs> Keep listening. Shout-outs to all y'all. All right, Cam, I'm not going to hold you up too much. Good luck with the rest of the meet. Thank you, thank you. I'll be watching. You guys check on armorytrack.com to check on the Western Branch track results. These kids out here trying to win national championships. It's our keep last it, one, man. Keep it tracked. This is the last one with the current staff on, in order. Keep it tracked. Um, there's also a nice article by from his coach on, is it Mile Split? It's on Mile Split. Is it on the Virginia or just regular Mile it's Split? It's on both. Um, Go on milesplit.com, type in Western Branch. You'll probably find an article with the coach that's his coach that's leaving. They'll both be moving to what's in your new junior college you it's guys will be working at? Bryant and Stratton College. Bryant and Stratton, check there's, them there's out. There's one up here actually, but we got another campus down there in that Virginia. we're doing. So check it out, Our boy Cameron Sipsick gonna come up. Shout outs, thank you for coming. We appreciate uh, having you, you on the I'm podcast. Glad to be here. Good luck. I'll definitely check out on the rest of these meet results and uh, enjoy the rest of your stay in New York. Hopefully, you guys don't have no snow. You leave Sunday night? Yeah, we leave Sunday. So, it snows on Monday. You'll beat so the snow. Back. Yeah, I'm going to be back there you home. Go. Hopefully, it's warmer. Yeah, hey, it better be. I <laughs> hope so. Anything could be better than this. Hell but, yeah. all right, bro. All right, man. Thank Take you. care. Shout out to all you guys listening. If you haven't done so, check out the podcast on iTunes. Follow the Elijah Taylor podcast. Follow me on Twitter, Elijah R. Taylor. What's your Twitter again, Ken? My Twitter is, I'm going to have to spell it because nobody knows how to say my last name. Go it's for it. At C-C-I-P-C-I-C underscore 10. Do that. Follow my boy. Show some love. Appreciate you guys. Take care. Enjoy y'all weekend or week whenever y'all listen to this. Later. <laughs>